The human experience is a collection of stories we've lived to tell for better or worse. Stories help us make meaning of life by connecting the moments of life. My name is Joel Gonzalez, your storytelling host and creator of We Are Story. I believe one of the most meaningful ways to move the human narrative forward is by storytelling and listening. When I tell my story and listen to yours, I step into the sacred space of our story. Welcome to the conversation. So it's the ending of another year, which means for me it's a new opportunity. You see, I'm that guy. I, I appreciate opportunities to turn the page of what was and move towards what will be. And with the ending of a year, I allow space to observe how my year went and envision how I'd like the new year to be and to go. I don't know if I'd refer to my process as setting resolutions as much as I'd say it's setting intentions. You see, where the resolution helps us set goals of things we'll resolve to do, intention setting is less about a specific goal and more about a shift in mindset to help achieve that goal. Resolutions, they're about what we'll do, whereas intentions are about who we are and who we will be. And I get excited about setting intentions of who I want to be in the coming year. Because who I want to be will determine what I want to do. So I think back at who I was in 2022 and I evaluate, or at least I try to evaluate the good, the bad, and even the ugly. There's still a lot of growth I need within me and I realize this. I know that there's still areas within me that need to be cultivated and even pruned. But I'm also proud of how far I've come and even the things that I've done and accomplished along the way. You see, I don't just want to look at the things I didn't do, I want to celebrate the things I did do while still having a healthy spotlight on the areas where there's opportunities for me to grow. And I believe that that should be all of our approach. And I thought I'd share with you my process for setting myself up to have not just a successful year, but a successful life. My hope is that this helps you as it's helped me. One of the things that I'd like to lean into this year is my affection and my love for story. I believe that story is at the center of our existence and it intersects every aspect of our life, from creativity to community to culture and overall meaning in life, stories where it's at. And so I've created a process to become my best self that has story right at the center of it. In fact, I use the word story as an acronym to detail the steps I'll take in creating my future and becoming my best self. So this is all about intentions, my friends. So here's my process for creating a space for my best authentic self to breathe, which allows me to go after desires of my heart. So we'll begin with the word story, and let's break that down. The S in story, it represents C. Marianne Wright Eldman said, you cannot be what you cannot see. And I track so deeply with this. You see, many people, they don't move towards their passions because they just can't see themselves as the people they wish they could be. So we get an idea which becomes a vision, which becomes a dream. And the part that we get tripped in is when we actually have to see ourselves doing or being or functioning as a person that we saw in our dreams. That imposter, it begins to impose him or herself on us. And it doesn't allow us to believe that we can actually be or do those things. However, what would it look like if there were no limits? How would we view ourselves as if we knew that failure just wasn't final? You notice I didn't say that failure wasn't present. I mean, because there's always failure in the process. 
But what if we began to understand or understood that this failure, it's not final, but it just teaches us. What would we do if success was promised, whatever success meant for us? What would we do if failure was removed, or at least the fear of failure was removed from the equation? And for me, this is where I begin. I take some, some time to see myself functioning as my best self, doing the things that I love, and creating the way that I want to create. I take a couple of hours just to visualize myself and imagine what that person looks like. This is also called visualization. It's when we allow ourselves to see ourselves being the best version of ourselves, doing the things that are in our heart to do. Because what happens when we begin to visualize is we essentially begin to feel the feelings that we'd feel once we arrive to the place that we want to be. And at the end of the day, it's not the thing that we want, it's the feelings that that thing will provide for us. So if we can just visualize ourselves functioning and being and doing the things that are in our heart to do, once we start feeling those things, we've already arrived at our destination because it's all about the feeling. And it's such a refreshing process to sit and see myself and script these things out. So I do this uh, for my new year. I sit, I see, I visualize, and I write. And this is something that it doesn't just happen at the end of the year. It's something that I consistently go back to almost every day. I sit down and I visualize. I sit down and I see myself doing these things. If next year could go as perfect as possible for me, what would that look like? From who I want to be to what I want to do to how I want to do it, I see, I visualize, and I write. We all know that things don't go as perfectly as we planned, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take the time to see and plan. And I get it, imposter syndrome, it's real, especially when we attempt to see ourselves doing and accomplishing and going after things. The who am I to think I can do voice begins to whisper loudly in our soul. Marianne Williamson, she writes, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant and gorgeous and talented and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? So rather than seeing where we want to be, we get distracted by where we're not. But if we were to take the time to quiet the voices and objectively see ourselves being and doing and living our best life, it, will cult it would cultivate a supernatural clarity within us. And so I take some time to see myself as my most centered, best self, doing the things that I love. I see myself at the end of 2023 fulfilled because I set out to be and do all these things. And I try to revisit what I script out every day, as I mentioned, every morning or at night before I sleep. I sit down, I visualize, and I just take it in and I absorb it. It all begins with seeing ourselves, scripting it out, and silencing anything that would try to speak contrary. After I've taken the time to see myself as I want to be and, and, and scripted some of this stuff out, I move on to the letter T in story, which represents theme. I set a theme for my year that will serve as a navigating spirit to guide me throughout the year. And for some people, that theme may be a word. For others, it may be a quote, while for others, they choose spiritual references or scripture. Whatever it is, your theme should serve almost like this umbrella that covers your entire year. Uh, for example, my theme for 2023 it comes in the form of a word, and that word is influence. 
I believe that 2023 will be a year of influence for me and from me. I want to live out what Oscar Wilde meant when he said to influence a person is to give one's soul. This is going to serve as the theme for 2023 for me. To allow what flows within me to influence what's outside of me. And that refers to people, places, and even spaces. But that's my theme. What will yours be? Maybe your theme will be one of rest or release or risk or relentlessness. Whatever it may be, it's essential that we set a theme to remind us of who and what we saw at the beginning of the year. So what would that theme be for you? After setting my theme, the Owen story, it represents it represents organize. And here's where I start to set the things I want to do in order to become who I want to be. This can be the place where we think of goals and what we want to accomplish. I like to organize my goals in the form of intentions throughout the year. And I approach my year, I approach it quarterly by three months, which I refer to as movements. And I don't know about you, but this would trip me up at times. When I would think about the things that I want to do, I would confuse them with the things that I thought maybe I should do. And this would kind of stump me. For example, there was a time that I really enjoyed the idea of me being a blogger. Now catch that. I didn't say I enjoyed blogging, but more the idea of being a blogger. So this idea made me feel that I had to blog, but I eventually realized it's just not something that I wanted to do. It's what I thought that I should do. And so I just kind of let that go. Also, for me, I would get overwhelmed with how many things I actually thought I wanted to do. So I've narrowed it down what I actually set as intentions. And although it's still somewhat lengthy, it's a lot more intentional. In the organization process, I leave space for things I want to learn as well. You see, we should never stop learning, friends. So I'll look, at, so I'll look through courses and classes and workshops and even YouTube to set up what I want to learn. I'm constantly wanting to learn something new and a new language or just something new um, that at the end of the year I can say, like, man, I grew in that. But it's all about getting to it and organizing your year. So that's organization. That's the O. Next up is perhaps the most challenging one, at least for me it is. The R in story, it represents releasing. It is possible to have a clear vision of who we want to be, a powerful theme, and even a straightforward plan. But if we're still holding on to things that no longer serve us, we make it that much more difficult on ourselves and for ourselves. So letting go, it means to come to the realization that some people are part of your history, but not part of your destiny. Liberation is honoring things that at one time served us well, but accepting the fact that their season is done, and that's okay. I'm not just talking about people, places, or things. I'm also talking about ourselves. I'm talking about, I'm looking at our mindsets, different things that are in our minds that we have to release, limiting beliefs that have kept us from attempting, stories that we've allowed to play in our heads over and over and over it's about releasing the things in me that are keeping me where I am. In order to get, we first have to make room to receive. And this happens when we let go and when we release. The power of releasing happens when we also let go of what we think people will think about us. You see, it's not at times even what people think about us that trips us up. It's what we think they think about us. And so we don't do things based on what we think other people will think. But we have to release that. Because the truth is not everyone is going to agree and track and vibe with the things that we do and even our lifestyle. 
But once we start releasing this whole notion of people-pleasing, we could move further, faster, because we no longer have that weight slowing us down. It's also about releasing the desire to please people in order to be seen in a certain light. I believe that if we slowed down and really paid attention to our, our, emo, our motives and our intentions, we would realize that much of what we do is done in an attempt for people to view us a certain way. We want to be viewed as punctual. We want to be viewed as kind. We want to be viewed as good friends. We want to be viewed as serving. But if that's our motivation and our intention of how we want to be viewed, man, we're doing it for the wrong reasons. We need to release that as well. And this is a consistent process throughout the year, not just one time. Releasing, it's consistent. We have to be releasing consistently. We have to be evaluating the things that no longer are serving us and having the strength, the courage, and the willingness to just let them go. Every day, we have to make a choice to release things. Every day, I've got to make the choice to let go of fear, to let go of judgment, to let go of limiting beliefs and old mindsets and labels that have may, may been placed on me by other people. I have to release habits that are destructive, behaviors that are defeating, and attitudes that just don't serve me. It's all about releasing. And when we talk about release, we tend to attach it to people or places. And yeah, there are people that we have to let go of. There are relationships that we have to move on from. And there are places that we need to stop going to. This is a big part of releasing indeed. However, what I found is that if I don't begin with releasing mindsets within me, I just won't be able to release myself from the things around me. So if I haven't begun to release myself from the patterns that are keeping me doing the things that I'm doing, the exterior stuff, that, that's just going to be very surface. So what are people, places, or things that you should begin to release yourself from and release from yourself? What are those things? Begin to think through them because the more we release, the more space we make to receive. And the final step I engage in when stepping into a new year is represented by the letter Y, which stands for yielding. After all is said and done, there are some things that we just can't control, right? We can control certain things, but life, more often than not, it's out of our control. And this is where yielding comes in. There's a passage in the Bible that says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's that will prevail. We have to come to a place in our lives where we literally let go and let God. And what that means is that we trust this higher power to orchestrate the details of our lives. We trust this greater power that's greater than ourselves to orchestrate the pieces that need to be put into place. So we don't have to chase or force or manufacture or manipulate because our creator is on our side, not just moving us towards our destiny, but moving our destiny towards us. Rumi said that what we seek, it's actually seeking us. And so we yield to this power that's greater than us, trusting that it will bring us opportunities and open doors and set us up in ways that we couldn't have done on our own. There's such a power in yielding. There's such a power to trust. And that's where faith comes in. Faith has been defined as believing without seeing. I love hearing stories and testimonies of people who were positioned supernaturally in ways that they couldn't have manufactured on their own. 
It just happened. I love hearing those stories. Like I said, this is where faith and belief and trust, this is where it comes in. We yield to the spirit within us to lead us where they'd want us to go. That's the beauty and the power and even the mystery of yielding. So there you have it. That's my process for creating a space for success towards a new year. And like I said, even a new life. Now, I have some plans for this coming year, which I'd love for you to journey with me in. Like I said, my theme for 2023, it's influence. And my prayer is that I'd serve not just as an inspiration, but as an influential source in your life. So as you set your resolutions and your intentions for 2023, take some time to express gratitude for what was as you move forward to what will be. Remember, it's all about story. All right, my friends, may we live today a story we'd want to tell tomorrow. Tomorrow.